Okay, with Robin Johnson, Beach Day is the short film play at the Experimental Film Festival. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I find this interesting. I was reading your blog uh, questions. You found a location and then you decided to make a film around the location, correct? That is correct. Yeah, we were um, in, in the height of COVID-19 during lockdown. Um, and so activities were limited. Um, and so my partner and I were looking for anything outdoor fun to do. And we we went to the beach in the middle of March in New York. So it was quite cold. Um, we discovered this cool abandoned brick building that was falling apart and had graffiti everywhere. And on the ground, there were shelves and rocks and flowers arranged in a formation that looked very intentional and very spooky. Um, and I started thinking, you know, what could have happened here? Why did someone go to this abandoned building on the beach in, you know, the middle of winter and create what looked like an altar. And from there, um, I started to to write the screenplay. And then this, have you ever written a screenplay before this? No, no. So I have a, I have a background in acting. I've been an actor for a long time. And um, I've written fragments of plays and fragments of screenplays before in my lifetime. Um, this one came together quite quickly that location was really inspiring for me and it just sort of poured out of me the first draft and um I showed it to my partner and was like this is based on where we were today and he said hey let's make it so first time first time screenwriter first time filmmaker director yeah I just saw someone in the background is that is that your partner you're talking about <laughs> my partner I mean you can you yeah. can come he off took too. off he is both my partner in love and also he was our dp on on set so it was really lovely that's the first Uh, time i've ever there he is again first time i ever heard my partner in love (laughs) love and life and art um (laughs) well it, it, it works both ways right in these sorts of situations when i'm um you know talking about beach day as a filmmaker and i say my partner he's technically my artistic collaborator and partner in that sense but he's also my partner gotcha. in love. But this is a but that said, this is a this is a story about kind of could I say dysfunctional relationships or relationships yeah. that are, are and it's conflict heavy, I guess, conflict driven. Yeah. 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 I, I mean to to me, I would go so far as to say it's not just dysfunctional and conflict driven, but I think it's a a story about um emotional abuse and yeah. Um, you know, not to give too much away. I wanted you to say it, not me, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, There's, there's a moment in, in the film where um, in the hetero couple, the, the man puts his hands on the woman in a way that is unkind. um, And it's just sort of on that line of physical abuse where it's not quite, you know, a violent punch or slap or, you know, something that would cause an audience to gasp and, you know, be very concerned, but it is, it's sort of for the, the survivor, it's a moment of, Oh no, my partner has the capacity to, to continue to touch me in an unkind way and, and make me even feel even more unsafe. Um, which is unfortunately based on a true story, not with my current partner in love, but I, I've, I had been in a, in a previous relationship where, you know, I'd experienced some emotional abuse um, and, and then, you know, had, was touched in a way that just felt unkind and unsafe. 
Yeah. It's a it's in a theme in the last couple of weeks of doing podcasts where people are kind of making films based on like versions of their past, but yeah. they have they but then, but they have perspective. They have they've kind of gone through they've gotten through their issues as much as much as they can, so that it's not muddled in kind of emotions where they have perspective where they're able to tell the story kind of through their their perspective. Is that true in your case? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was years and years ago and yeah. obviously no spoilers if you haven't seen the film, but I did not end up murdering anybody afterwards. Okay. Um, this, so we this, know. So, so the cops, you know, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cops know, everybody knows. I've never murdered anybody um, that I know. Well, they of. say, leak, yeah. You know, they say, <laughs> um, to the TSA agent watching me. Um, yeah. But so I think for me, it was a matter of when you were in so much pain and you've been gaslit and you've been manipulated and controlled, there's a part of you once you finally, you know, have a moment of you're not in denial anymore, you realize that the relationship is what it is and it is toxic. Such red anger, burning anger, where there you have the desire almost to to, to enact physical harm, or at least I did. There was this part of me that I was really scared of that was like, I would like to, you know, feel like I'm getting revenge. And of course it was a very small part of me compared to the rest of me and I never did it. But that that part of us that we all have that is dark and um, comes from a place of pain usually, um, I think in, in media, for me, magic is a really interesting way of exploring that. Um, the idea of the witch as a sort of conduit for the ugly parts of the feminine, I think is, you know, is used in, in so many stories um, that we can see in film and TV. Um, and so the idea that this, this person who's been hurt would then channel her rage, which felt almost larger than human humanity um, through um, a supernatural form made a lot of sense to me gotcha. in, in terms of the music because the music kind of carries your story did you yeah. did the music pick before you started filming or picked in post-production no we, we so um we have I have a wonderful friend named Jordan and he created an original score for the second half of the film um when it's mostly just sounds and percussion yeah. um and he and I spoke a lot about what I wanted it to feel like. I sent him a lot of influences and inspiration. Um, there, It was a process of back and forth, but he created that original score based on conversations we had. Um, and he knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. Um, the first half of the film is a cover of Let Me Call You Sweetheart, um, which is an old um, 19... 40s maybe earlier classic um and we look at me not knowing my own film um yeah. but but it was a bit harder to figure out what we wanted to have in that first half and to strike the right balance um I knew I wanted it to feel um almost like we were getting set up for a rom-com at the beginning um like we didn't know who was about to meet who um and it should feel rooted in in sweetness um but i wasn't sure what sort of feel i wanted to go for i played with a more contemporary sort of like um laura marling kate nash type situation mm -hmm. um, and then i realized you know there's something a little haunting about an older song in my opinion yeah um, and my my wonderful talented friend francesca hansen debello um 
performed a cover of Let Me Call You Sweetheart. And um, we futzed with it in post and added some reverb and echoes as things started to take a turn. So you, did you, uh, you picked the song and you asked her to do a cover? Like, how did that come about? Yeah. Yeah, so cool. she and I have known each other since college. She's brilliant. She's um, a writer, actor, singer as well. And we've collaborated so many times. Um, I, not too long before shooting Beach Day, um, choreographed a musical that she wrote. And so the second I selected the song, I just listened to a bunch of old music that didn't have copyright laws. So that it would because, be- Because yeah, the, according to my, my research, it's from 1910. That's, so then it's past right. 100 years. So it's a exactly. free song. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. I was like, what is, I, I know I did a lot of research on this. Exactly. Yeah. So I was, it needs to be a free song and it needs to be feel older, something that maybe some people have heard, but not something they could sing along to easily. Um, so I picked the song first and um, I, I sent her, you know, notes on what I wanted this cover to feel like um, delicate, um, a bit haunting, um, three-part harmonies at some points, um, yeah. almost like a little bit of a doo-wop vibe, even though it's from 1910, um, which is pre-doo-wop. Um, and she just on her, you know, her, her notes app on her phone or whatever voice memo app on her phone, sent me a couple of options. We narrowed it down from there. And then we got her in the studio and she's, she's playing the instrument. She's singing, she's doing all of it. Yeah, it's a fantastic. It's a very. I, I'm, thank you for sharing that because it was a. It's a fantastic song. I was curious about the the process. Yeah. Yeah. So then, okay. So you you got, you found the location. It's like obviously you. It's an experimental film, but it, there's a def, definitely a narrative kind of journey going on, right? But you just kind of you're, you're to telling it through kind of like a a non kind of non linear and also kind of a non structured kind of format that we usually see like in Hollywood. So I love the kind of, I love the the. Um, the sequence where she dances and then obviously he's having when he's in the hotel or in whatever some of her bedroom or hotel room that's a really cool kind of editing montage that you you got there so curious about the performers because your 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 actor your actress she needs to dance and know how to dance right and she needs she's got some she's got a pretty large arc i guess as a character even though there's no dialogue really she's just she's kind of like emotionally kind of telling the journey through her, her actions, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'll say two things about that. The first thing is I, I actually consider the entire film a dance. Um, I think each moment is sort of a, a dance move, right? So even the putting down of a drink on the bar and the putting down of a candle to me, that is, that's dance. Um, before I was an actor, I was a dancer. And I think that's kind of how I see the world through dance, through movement. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, it starts with um, heightened movement and then eventually explodes into full-on choreographed dancing. Um, our actor, our lead actor, Carly Jordan, is incredible and can do it all. Obviously, if you've seen the film, you know that she can handle... She's a dancer by trade, correct? She, she's a dancer and an actor by trade. She okay. also sings. She does it all. She also sings. She's a triple threat. Um, and um, again she and I have been friends for a long time. So something really special about this film is I pulled on people I know and love for, um, for everything for crew and cast. Um, but, but, you know, I wrote this and I thought, who do I know who can play 
one, a sort of like, you know, subtle, subdued, quiet, burning rage Two, like Greek tragedy, like crying at the end, you know, like just fully letting loose. And three, who can dance in a way that is both beautiful and ugly at the same time. I think she she has this quality in her movements um, where she's a she's a trained dancer and can obviously perform choreography flawlessly and, and beautifully. But she, because she's an actor as well and a very physical actor, she can infuse like a sort of gnarly quality to her moves um, yeah. directed to do so. And thankfully, um, I know someone who's fantastic and can do all of those three things with ease. And that is Carly Jordan. And um, to me, she makes the film. I don't know how this film would have turned out with a different lead actor. Yeah, if, if she doesn't doesn't pull off the the emotional kind of journey yeah. that that you, that's written in the script and the film doesn't obviously doesn't work right so she is the core yep. uh her casting is the core and plus she's got a dance on, the, on a beach which is not easy right <laughs> in, in sneakers in like a little bit of a platform sneaker on sand i mean yeah go in the water a little bit too right yeah on a cold day we, we shot um almost a year later to the date so in late march so it was quite cold um yeah. new york city water um we immediately through blankets and towels all over her but yeah she's willing to do it all in the other the well i guess in the credits is she's the other woman but the the other actress hannah very like that as you as an actor you know kind of almost could be a thank, thankless role in a sense where where like she's just kind of like the the plot point to kind of trigger the, the main actor but very key right because she's got to be sexual she's got to do like she's got to like really kind of we have to be convinced that that this man is going to be there's going to she she seduces the guy right so basically we we have to be convinced as an audience that that occurs and she pulls it off so yeah yeah Hannah so for that role that was the only role that I did auditions for um yeah. and again it was several actors that I knew personally um and I I do think she brings so much to a role which is again, could be thankless and could be very different in another actor's hands. Um, mm -hmm. Not only is she, is she able to channel this raw sexuality, but there are moments of deep vulnerability, in my opinion, when they're sitting at the bar, when she's sitting at the bar with, with our lead male. Um, and she sort of looks at him like she's not she's not sure what she's going to do. She's not sure if she's going to go home with him until the magic takes hold and she becomes a different person. And that switch from a sort of girlish vulnerability um, and uncertainty to strong raw sexuality was very important um, in terms of narrative arc. And Hannah is an incredible performer who nails both of them with ease. Yeah. And, and then of course you, your other Adam Goodman, hopefully yeah. he's a good man. I'm sure he's heard that before, but. <laughs> Uh, it's actually Adam Grodman, but yes. Was it Grodman? Sorry, I'm yes. look at look at me in my eyes. I, I, I it says, it says for the me. The font I, is spooky. The font is spooky. It's kind of hard to read. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, so he's the guy. Like he, you know, he 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 looks innocent, but of course he's he's got some yeah. issues. Exactly. I think what was really fun about casting Adam, again, I cast my friends, is Adam is an incredible actor, but because of his look and his general energy, he often gets cast as these really sweet boy next door roles. And he's so great at, at playing that, but I know that he's capable of so much more. And so it was thrilling as an actor myself to be able to give him an opportunity to, you know, lean into what he's good at, what he, what he plays often, which is this sweet yeah. boyfriend. I, very playful and flirtatious and cute at the bar and then 
to be also really scary and controlling and dark in that flashback that we have with him and Carly. Um, and I think, you know, he had a lot of fun getting to stretch those muscles as well, because it's something he does very well. But, you know, the industry being what it is, doesn't often let sweet little boy Adam um, lean into that very often. Gotcha. And so, okay, so first time you made a film, not an easy film to direct for the first time, because it's not two people in a room having a conversation to kind of carry the plot. Like you, like you referenced before, it's it's a it's a dance movie, really. It's like a fourteen minute kind of montage sequence that's going to tell the story. Yeah. Were you like, were you when I'm curious when you're in editing, and I'm I'm sure your partner's with you in the editing room. You're like, is this going to work? <laughs> like, were you like, did you have any nerves? And because it's kind of a gutsy film in a lot of ways. So I hope this doesn't. I mean, I was worried that people wouldn't like it, but in terms of it it working, in terms of um the story being clear, I was yeah. not concerned about that because in the screenplay, it is incredibly detailed. Okay. Um, to shoot and then edit together. It is, um, you know, uh, she touches her necklace, cut to, he touches his collar. Bartender puts down a drink. She puts down her skull, right? So it is incredibly, the, the editing is written into the script, like to the iota. So it was a mat, we shot it. And so it was a matter of piecing it together. And I was pretty confident that it would um, make sense in terms of it being a dance. Would it be any good? Would people like it? I had no idea. Um, but even with, um, sh so we shot the, we shot everything on the beach first. So we shot Carly's dance first, which gave us an opportunity for her to play and really experiment with her dance moves. Um, we'd met several times to work on choreography, but when we were out there, I just sort of yelled different moves at her in the midst of her doing the routine that we'd already established. Um, and then I took that footage and I spliced it up um, into screenshots and short clips, brought that with us to the bedroom scene, the seduction and the murder, and showed the exact movements that Carly had been doing on the beach to Hannah and Adam. And I said, we're going to choreograph this seduction and choreograph this murder using Carly's movements as a template. So we had the benefit of, of actually using the earlier footage to, um, you know, to help us create an exact mirror image, um, which was very, very helpful. Well, yeah. And well, congratulations. The film's doing well. Uh, yeah. Are you surprised by that? Are you like excited, ecstatic? <laughs> I, I'm really surprised. I knew that people who love me would would tell me they liked it, but it's 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 wild for you know strangers like yourself to to you know find that this film resonates. Um, I am not surprised because of the team. Like the, the team of people working on this film are absolutely incredible, and Carly's performance alone is enough to you know just I, I can't watch the ending without crying because she is so incredible. Um, but it is very validating, um, very surprising. And um, also a little bit nerve wracking, you know, as a first time filmmaker, often on these panels at, at film festivals and things like that, folks say, what's next for you? And the idea of what's next is a little, um, a little scary, you know, people like this debut film and what if the next one, you know, people don't like. Um, I think we asked you that question in the blog as well, right? Yeah. So Yeah. So what's next? I mean, I mean, I have something in the works, but there's always that fear of like, oh, you know, people really like, the, is it beginner's luck? I hope people like The second film, Liz, from experience <laughs> in talking to people as well, personal experience and people talking, yeah. the second film is the hardest film to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, you have to somehow elevate, right? You have to yeah. grow. Yeah, yeah, don't but just don't get to yeah, it's that balance. just balance yourself. Just just be yeah. balanced, right? So that's that's the only advice I would give for your second film. Just meaning that like have be confident and, and exuberant that you you know how to make films because you do. Like you already have the the world has show, told you that you know how to make films, right? But then don't get a big head about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like step one. <laughs> I know how to make films. Now yeah. there's five hundred other steps that I have yet to master. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about? We send the audience to you. What did you think of what the audience had to say from our festival? Oh, I, I thought it was thrilling. I mean, people had such different perspectives. At the end of the day, everybody seemed to really enjoy it. But the things that different individuals took away was really exciting. Um, you always hear filmmakers say, you know, like famous filmmakers, like, once I make it, it's out in the world. It's not mine anymore. And it really is true. I mean, once you put art out into the world, it's it's not really yours anymore. It's for each individual audience member to to interpret it and live with it and experience it how they will um and hearing different folks you know different things stick with different people and spoke to them in different ways and I thought that in itself was so cool um and just thrilling that they understood and liked the film yeah like I said not an easy film to make it's like people think oh experimental you're just like kind of throwing things at the at the at the screen but no not an easy film like these are this is a difficult one so like Guts, like I said, gutsy film for your first film. And uh, like I, not to sound like a cliche with, but I want to see what you, I want to see your next film. I want to see, I want to <laughs> see what you do next. I want to see what, what, uh, cause then that's when you figure out your body of work and your, what your arc, what your, cause everybody's kind of making the same film over and over again in many regards, right? Thematically. So mm -hmm. I want to see what you do. Like Spielberg makes movies about daddy issues. So right. Right. it just changes the plot every time. Right. So, so I, I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. I will say I, the screenplay I'm working on now is about my grandmother and it is narrative. It is, it is dialogue driven rather. Gotcha. So rather than I was like, this was a dance film. This was fully a dance film. So what do I want to do next? I want to try to see if I know how to write dialogue. People have told me I know how to make a dance film. Let's see if I can write dialogue. Yeah. Um, and what I'm excited about is a, a small cast of all older women. Um, so bringing, you know, to the screen representation of folks who, you know, are, Hollywood kind of doesn't have a lot of meaty and exciting roles for. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, let's keep in touch and yeah. uh, we'll talk when that film is made and uh, when it does well. For... <laughs> Thank you. Fingers crossed. Thank, Thank you. And, and, I'm, and I'm so amazing that, that I like to thanks for sharing your journey of like becoming a filmmaker. It all starts with the location. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hasenbemp Incorporated.